come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad. Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your Polterguide Kinsey. I'm your Polterguide Donna. I'm your Polterguide Mac. And this week, we watched the brand spanking new film, Last Voyage of the Demeter. Um, yeah, we're going to be in spoiler territory pretty quick. So hit pause, come back, or whatever you choose, if you don't care it's about It's probably being... out of theaters already, so, you know, we're past that. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go around. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, you know, how'd you see it? All, all the things we. we oh, like. I have stories. I have even more stories than. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Um, I I saw it in the theater with a good friend of mine. Um, you know, I saw it at a matinee price, so I'm not actually mad that I saw it in a theater. Um, you know, I got the surround sound. I kept looking off to my left to see what that creaking was behind me, um, and it was. Uh, it was okay. Um, I wasn't mad. Um, but no, I didn't really like it. Um, uh, eh. um, but I felt, you know, it, here's the thing. It was, it was like the Titanic where you knew, you knew what happened. You knew that ship crashed on the breakers and you knew that there was nobody alive when it arrived. So, you know, you knew what happened. So the question was how you got there. And I just don't feel like this director was James Cameron, right? Few um, are. What? Few are. Few are. That's true. There are few who are James Cameron. Um, and I I really, in fact, I, I almost proposed it as a poll question is what would this movie have been if James Cameron um, had directed it? Uh, I mean, we even had the two, the two, here we go. Here's, here's your first spoiler. We even had the two people floating on flotsam at the end. Um, you can't see my, my hand mimicking waves here. She, she um, is pantomiming the act of, of floating on flotsam. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so no, um, I didn't really like it. Um you know, if you really want to see a, a pretty ship, it's a pretty ship. Um, if you want to see some pretty scenes of a ship on the ocean, eh, go see it at a matinee. But there you go. That's what I have to say about that. Oh, no, I do have to tell you about some maniac operating the lights. They kept turning the lights on in the middle of the theater. I, I'm very confused about what was going on with that. And also... I accidentally bought my tickets for Wednesday instead of Friday. And that meant I had to spend a lot of time talking to a manager going, I promise I didn't go see it on Wednesday. Please, please switch my tickets, please. And they did. They were very nice. So thank you to the management staff at Cinemark on 71st Street. Thank you. That was very nice. Good job. I, I am almost in complete agreement with Donna. The, the thing I can't escape is that it's a perfectly fine boat on the ocean movie like uh, i b plus across the board on that it is the first dracula movie where dracula is by far 
the least interesting element of the film. Just a a CGI goobah that is not even worth looking at half the time. It it, it it's I, they 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 the film filmmakers were pitching this as alien on a ship in the 19th century, and I was like, no, like the xenomorph's interesting to look at. Your your vampire is just bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's muddy, but it's. If there's it, muddy, but it's all it's all creature effect. It's yeah. n- there's no Dracula in that. Um, I never got the sense that someone could be in this creature's thrall. It's just oh shit, there's the thing with the the teeth and the and he's growling and he's occasionally mimicking our sentences because he apparently learned English just a minute ago. Get away, Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> So no, I'm I'm not a fan of the movie. Um, it's forgettable and is earning its lackluster box office. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of going to echo both of you. Uh, we did a matinee up here, um, not too far from the house, so not mad at that. It was fine, but yeah, it's just did we need it? I don't think we did. I mean, it's and this was one of those movies I wasn't even sure. It was going to come out like it had been announced yeah, really early. And then they're like, oh, it's going to be middle of August. And I'm like, oh, oh, you had put that on the list when we were making our schedule last year. And I heard it. And then I heard the pitch. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea for a movie. Yeah. like, And the, it is. <laughs> the pitch is fantastic. But yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, right now it's it's super dog days of summer. And yeah. if you're hot, you're trying to get in out of the yes. heat, you know, if something sold out, go see this. It's fine. But it's very forgettable. Yeah. And it's a shame because there's some really good actors in it. We were talking mm-hmm. off mic about Liam Cunningham as the captain for starters. Uh, Corey Hawkins, who uh, I can't think of his character's name, but you know, Clemens. he's yeah, Clemens. Thank you, Donna. He's Benny from In the Heights. Like he's. You will yeah. recognize him. He and he's very good, yeah. but they're not given a lot to work with. Not given a lot to work with. And <laughs> God bless Liam Cunningham. I swore as I was watching it, he was the guy who played Captain Smith in the Titanic. Different guy. Also, when I kept hearing about the movie, somewhere my brain was not hearing Liam Cunningham as the captain. It was hearing Liam Hemsworth as the captain. And so for a good solid hour, I was like. Wait a minute, where's Liam Hemsworth in this? I mean, maybe a Hemsworth brother might have might have helped. I don't know. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what this film is about, our our good good buddies at IMDB and Max Nemesis want you to know a crew sailing from Carpathia to England find that they are carrying a very dangerous cargo. I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, they're not wrong on that. Yeah. Uh, a rabid golem engages in some light identity theft and refuses to follow maritime safety rules. <laughs> I will say I was very apprehensive when I saw the director of this because he did Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark that came out a couple mm-hmm, years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good source material as someone who devoured those three books as a kid. And eh, it was eh. 
So I think I would... it was it was so eh that it has approached being on our list to watch for this podcast, and our enthusiasm has never quite kicked over to yes. Yeah. Yeah. But so I guess I mean let's let's get into this. <laughs> Uh, you know, I really think now now that I now that I've made the Titanic connection, we've got Jack who won his his way onto the ship very last minute yeah. in Clemens. Yeah. And of course we've got Rose who's floating on the ship, who's floating on the flotsam at the end. I can't say flotsam without waving my hand in the air, apparently. <laughs> and and um, the term floating on flotsam feels like the beginning of a musical number. <laughs> It does. Oh, there we go. Let's do this as a musical. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Floating on flotsam. Great. And also tell 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 us about um Billy's reaction. Um, um so <laughs> so editor Billy had a rule suggestion, which I'm gonna go ahead and just jump into right now because it's it's fantastic. Um and which his was do something during the day anything because they found out where he was sleeping like three days before the shit goes down and they did nothing they told um clemens and uh horror rose did not tell horror rose <laughs> that one took me a second <laughs> didn't tell the crew hey this is where he's at they could have lifted him in the sun like they saw what what are we doing gang what what are we doing like a lot of problems could have been solved. So yes, editor Billy. Okay, that's good. But I was referring to the Huck situation. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I want to point out before also I tell this story. Uh, during this showing, editor Billy was on fire, like fire on. It was great, like Chef's Kiss, and that is coming from a non-biased point of view. That is. He was on it. <laughs> so there's a dog on board the ship named Huck. Good boy. He was Huck is a very good boy. Huck was a very good boy. I apparently don't have a good track record on films where there's a dog in it. Um, so much so that I now, when it happens, I can hear Donna in my <laughs> brain going, damn it, Kenzie. It, you know, doesn't matter. So Dracula eats the the farm animals and also feeds on huck and i we're you know we're watching the movie and i feel someone turn and just stare at me and i look over out the look over and there is billy just staring at me and just shaking his head just <laughs> <laughs> i asked kenzie if she felt her ears burn at about 5 30 on friday night <laughs> i did i felt something i didn't know what i was feeling but yeah that is yeah <laughs> uh, that was a uh, huck could have lived huck could have been on that flotsam well all of them could have lived yeah <laughs> all of them could have lived they once again what are we doing during the day what are we like even if they had said there could have been one line that said we're we're very weak, we're very tired because of the shifts, the food situation, like I'd have, I would have given them the benefit of the doubt, you know, like hey, we're we're weak because of food, 
or seeing Dracula, because we knew Dracula messed with some of the food. He could have messed with more of the food, messed with the water situation. Like, I would have, like, one little, one little scene, one little line would have, uh, would have fixed that. Mm -hmm. And this definitely would have been a shorter film. Mm -hmm. uh, they couldn't say, based on the work of Bram Stoker's Dracula in the opening, but, yeah. So the other thing that I have to tell before I forget... <laughs> When the cook is escaping and he's on his little raft and you hear these bat noises going on as he's about ready to get attacked, uh, editor Billy leans over to me and I know you two watch, I know Mac watches it. I'm not sure with you what we do in the shadows. Do you watch that? I haven't watched it. Okay. It's fantastic. Everybody's great. Uh, but Matt Berry has this thing he does. Before he turns into a bat, he announces, Bat! And then he turns into a bat. <laughs> oh, God, I can just see it. I can see it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <Bat? laughs> so we're hearing the bat sounds. Billy leans over to me and goes, Bat! <laughs> and then I'm sitting there, literally biting my hand because I want to crack up so hard. <laughs> That's why I say he was on fire with this show. <laughs> Oh, it was good stuff. It was it was good stuff. <laughs> uh, I I'm not questioning the validity of a blood transfusion in 1899. I am questioning how unconcerned Clemens is about the issue of blood type. Yeah, I am. My my history of medicine is. I mean. I not that long ago I would have been able to go well this was in such and such a year and that was in such and such a year yeah. so I'll just say it's plausible I don't remember when blood types were discovered but I can tell you that blood transfusions happened before blood types were discovered and they just knew that sometimes the patient died so we would give transfusions and sometimes they worked and sometimes the patient died yeah, and they I didn't. Did. They didn't know why. So that actually works. He was just a quack. Got it. <laughs> so, and I mean, so what was happening was plausible. I just can't remember exactly what year they started trying transfusions and what year they figured out why sometimes they worked and sometimes they didn't. I will. So I'm going to go back to Coppola's Sorry. Dracula here. So we I'm do know that up right now. Okay, ahead, I do Kenzie. know. With Coppola's Dracula, we do see blood transfusions happening. So maybe it is kind of during that time now. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess in, in the original tech, yeah, in that one, they're not really bothered by uh, blood transfusions either. Or the blood type, rather. Yeah. 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 I, so, I, I was struck by that. I was like, whoa, I know you're breaking out the new stuff there, Clemens, but... <laughs> I think... Uh, Transferring of blood is how we got into this mess, frankly. <laughs> In 1818, we have the first successful transfusion of human blood to a patient. In 1873, we tried transfusing milk. Ooh. Um. <laughs> Gang, oh, I God. wish you could see Poltergeist Max's face. <laughs> Because ah. it is, oh my gosh, it is. And in 1901, 
we discovered the first three human blood types. Okay. So good on you, movie. You depicted the bleeding edge, if you'll pardon the pun, uh, of uh, medical science. I was going to say quackery. of Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like bleeding edge. I like, I, I'm a fan of a good pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pun not intended, but yeah. I am resigned to it. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of it, so. <laughs> uh, I hope the black guy didn't die first and I got my wish. Yeah. 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 That was good. That was good. The black guy and the woman were the last to die. So good And the job. woman and the woman died with agency. Yeah, not she in, did. Not in service of the men or of of the, of the larger status quo. It, yeah, it was a very 2023 kind of move and I'm like I'm I have no objection. Proceed, movie. No notes. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't tack on an extra scene there at the end that was clearly shot after, you know, some preview screenings that was meant to hint at a sequel that, well, I'll checks the notes. Not going to happen. <laughs> so seriously, how cool or how much would it would have could have would or could have it helped? I'm getting my words tied here. If Clemens last name hadn't been Clemens, but Van Helsing. Like, <gasps> right. Like, then it, then you're going to, you're going to give it a lot more leeway. Like, you know, I, I had to change my family name, but since I'm back in, in England, I, I can go by it here. Yeah. Um, but just, just a little, just, <laughs> but at that point, then he's like a, a vampire hunter who was really not doing vampire hunting for a little bit until it was too late. Like, yeah. Oh. By the way, now that I'm in London, I'm a long practiced vampire hunter, and I really should have brought that up earlier. <laughs> well, you, well, you know, you you could have written it off as my. Uh, I never believed the tales from my family members that this was a thing that yeah, these monsters that were real. Worked. These monsters were real, but now after my my last voyage on the Demeter, <laughs> I, could, yeah. I see that they were right. Um, yeah. And then you've got CGI idiot Dracula, like, looking at him over the uh, tavern, and I'm like, nobody's gonna be, like, drawn in by that. Like, that guy shows up, I'm here to buy Black Abbey. No, get away! You don't get the Abbey. End of story. Uh, no, we sold it to somebody else. No, the, the nice man in the gray velvet suit with the glasses that... Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> We've got Parker's description here. You're not the guy, little weird CGI dude. Yes, I am. I've just been on a sea voyage. I was so disappointed that they did not show us a guy in a top hat with little round glasses wandering through that Victorian street. That's all all we want. (laughs) It's a little top hat, not a bowler hat. Now, Dracula, are you a vampire? No. Oh, I swear. <laughs> the the most suspicious looking like you, you are a, you are a, a a possum you're yeah. you're a possum yeah that dracula three three possums in a bowler hat and a coat i want to see harker showing up castle dracula like oh come dracula are you here for your real estate deal yes bring it here <laughs> Well, I'm going to write in my journal tonight, I tell you. He's a little strange. I think this isn't going to work out, but got to make them ducats. XOXO. 
Johnny H. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, he's a possum. <laughs> so I don't have a problem with CGI. I, I don't. I, you know, I mean, I like practical as well. I mean, if it's done well, I don't have a problem with it. And CGI ages poorly. That's my only objection. Right. Aspect. And that's a, yeah. and, and that is a valid yeah. concern. Unless you you are spending the Spielberg, James Cameron, George Lucas money. Right. I, I I do agree. I do have a problem when it's done fast and cheap. And this is what this was done. Because I yep. don't want it to come off that I'm anti-CGI. I'm not. But when your creature is blending in to a dark background that you <laughs> cannot see details, that's where I have a problem. Because then it can't be terrifying. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Like... The xenomorph was gunmetal gray on a gray <laughs> setting. Now, granted, yes, they were lubing him up with KY, and that helps. But, <laughs> but that's, what this, that's what this guy needed. Lube. <laughs> Whatever the Victorian equivalent is of KY, that's what this guy needed, all right? <laughs> but that's my problem. It's just, it's a you you need to give your your artists more time. If it doesn't yeah. look good, because everybody wins. Because the concept of this being alien on a ship, it could have worked. It could have, with a little more tweaks in the script, and giving your artist time to make him scary. Yeah. You, you could do this. You could do this. But then alien on a ship it almost is like, oh, please ignore that we're doing Dracula. Like yeah. doing Dracula, there has to be a seductive quality to Dracula. And as I've displayed with my impression of Demeter Dracula, there's nothing seductive about this guy. There's not no. like, yeah, there's not. Oh, like, uh, you know, I, if my name isn't Wilhelmina Murray, I, I think I kind of dig this little guy. Yes, I'm beautiful and sexy. <laughs> But like, I'm, I'm not going into an alley with that guy. I'm, I'm not gonna. But I think you could have made that work. I, I let me yeah. tell you why I think you could have. It, it could have worked with this. One, he's slowly transforming into different. He's slowly. Now, granted, once again, I'm totally stealing from Coppola's Dracula here. So please, yeah. uh, is that the more he's drinking, it he, he's coming up to full power, to strength, to see sure. what you see. So you could start out as the the three possums in you know, yeah. in the coat to, you know, transforming into the bat and to yeah. just, so then when we see that at the end, he's not right. recognizable, maybe have something similar with the weird fangs, but he's still, yeah. you know, this is the moneymaker here. I'm gesturing with my face. <laughs> but it, it, it could have been so much scarier if you had the full range of Dracula on the boat, like the bat, the feral creature, but also they're just going down the corridor and they see this fine dress gentleman with a cup, like, hello, <laughs> that would have scared the shit out of me. Like, who's the, who the fuck is that guy? That guy was not on the manifest. Yeah, because he could have been fucking with them. Like he could yeah. have, you know, just slowly as just, yeah, they didn't know. But yeah, just little, little. Yeah. Like, like you're you're almost there, and a couple more passes, which would give your your effects guys more time. You could have cut down on the effect shots and made a better movie. Yeah, I. <laughs> anyway, yeah, because I'd watched Ed Wood that week, it made me think of uh, 
Lugosi's line about Frankenstein, not Dracula. The part wasn't sexy enough. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't just... love Renfield, but that Renfield was batting for the fences on the Dracula part of it all. But the Renfield was fun. Like it, it knew, was. Yeah. It, it knew exactly what it was. Yeah. And and it didn't try to dress it up anyway. It's like, no, we are we're going to do a, a black comedy and we are all batting for the fences and we're gonna have a good time with this. And I think it And felt- it gave us full Dracula range. Yes. The monstrous and the almost human. Yeah. I, this did not. It, no. it short shrifted us on uh, on on Dracula modes. Dracula works when you get all the phases. Where this was just like Dracula's a monster. It's like you don't understand Dracula. Yes, but I need more. Yeah, yeah. not and any- he needs more. Right, because you know what? To quote Renfield, he is worth it. <laughs> you had to get him a couple of motivational posters in there. <laughs> a fresh coat of paint on a few of the walls in the Demeter. He's Dracula enough. Yeah. <laughs> they they spent a lot of time on that crucifix for it to not have any utility in the plot. Because like, about the second time I saw them talking about that crucifix, I was like, ah, Chekhov's crucifix. Hooray! This will end up resolving everything. And then it was like, nothing at the end. I'm like, um... Yeah. Anton Chekhov would like to have a word. Anton Chekhov would like to discuss this situation with you because he has opinions. Yeah. Just calmly and rationally. Just wants to have a discussion. This is based on Bram Stoker's Dracula. And Bram Stoker's Dracula did not enjoy crucifixes. A. And B, they they spent all this time setting it up only to have it not really play into the climax. Yeah. So, um, I want to say something about Anna. I'm glad you remembered her name. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I I felt bad calling her horror rose. So, because those are some awkward syllables to just mash together in a few sentences. But I'm really struggling with the way to phrase it. So, I you gotta love the comedy appeal of the little villager from Romania shoving past a hallway full of men to shoot down a door. But then there's always a moment where you're like, why does she know how to use a gun better than all the guys? But I got to tell you, the little villager from Romania probably knows how to hunt when the sailors probably don't. The sailors yeah. probably don't use guns very often. Yeah. And the little villager from Romania probably actually does handle guns. Yeah. I'll... It, it was something that at the moment in the movie, I was kind of like, I mean, yes, I enjoyed that scene. I, I enjoyed that scene. But, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, that actually does, that actually does make sense. And see, and to me, this is what is frustrating with this film. There are pockets of well thought outness. There, there, it it just needed more time, more um, like what you're talking about. There, just little tweaks, little, mm-hmm. just a little, a little more time. Right, not to be ashamed of being a Dracula movie. I yeah, think it would, have, would have papered over sixty percent of my issues. Yeah. And and I know I'm kind of joking about it being 
horror Titanic, but seriously, James Cameron's last voyage of the Demeter. I don't think he would have done it. Yeah. Honestly. Okay. But we're in pretend world. Yes. I understand. I understand. Dude, it would have been good. He it would have been three hours long. Yes. It would have been. The captain would have been Arnold. <laughs> the first mate would have been Michael Bean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That, that tracks, that tracks. All uh, right. Well, uh, uh, Roma, Lady uh, Anna, Linda Hamilton, or Sigourney Weaver. I'm thinking Linda Hamilton feels more on point. Yeah. The little Eddie Furlong is a uh, little uh, Amblin boy, uh, mop top. Yeah, yes, thank you. <laughs> you. You only get a lot of words into that before you bailed me out there, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> but he would have built a scale, a model to scale replica of the Demeter. Yeah, it would have been on a soundstage with real water. Uh-huh. <laughs> or does <laughs> or does, Sh- does Schwarzenegger play Dracula? No, but he would have brought in um, Andy Circus. That would have solved your that. awesome problem. Of Dracula. Or Lance Henriksen as Dracula. You could almost do Lance, though. Lance could be who's bringing the boxes. Like, just, uh, it's just, just meaty enough, character actor enough to be impressionable that he is uh, part of the crew delivering the boxes. Or Lance could be the crew member that leaves once he sees the dragon. Yeah. Like, there's, there's enough meat on those bones to, to work with those. And Bill Paxton is the first guy that dies. Okay, but have you seen who played Dracula? Isn't it? Uh, it's this. It's the same guy that did Mama and the Leper from It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's. Yeah. yeah he I, was I can, It. He was in the Mummy. He was in the Conjuring Two. Yeah. He's. I can't think of his name. I can Javier see. Javier. Botet. Yeah. Botet. He's this tall, skinny guy. Yeah, because he's in Crimson Peak. He's. Like, if you need a super tall, skinny guy and Doug Jones isn't available, and I'm not even, because he does a, he does very good work, because I'm not going to call him a poor man's Doug Jones. Like, right. they're both, to me, they're they're neck and neck. Uh, but if you need him, or if you need something like that, yeah, he's your guy. Yeah. He's a nice looking guy, too. hmm Do we have anything else? No, I could make some shit up, but no, I'm I'm really done. We're like I said, we're we're middle of August. It's I mean we're a hundred plus degrees right now. Oh God, it's hot out there. You need to get out of the heat, and it's a matinee. It's it's worth the price of a matinee ticket in an air conditioned theater. Yeah, and an excuse to eat a tub of popcorn. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically it. It's not you know it's not you're it's fine. But if you're looking to have a lot of fun, Renfield's now available to stream uh, between the two. Renfield's a lot of fun. Renfield's fun. Renfield, Renfield understood the assignment <laughs> and wasn't a, wasn't ashamed to, you know, be a Dracula film. That's yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I was as big a fan as everybody else of that movie, but it was you could not say it was ashamed of being a Dracula movie. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump in. So we we decided to do a uh, two quote one on this because there was we both really all three of us really liked both of these quotes. Max is more kind of what the film is about. Um, mine is yes, it is to do with the film, but it's also kind of a way of life. 
<laughs> like what's going on right now. Um, there wasn't a ton of quotes really to choose from that we were just like, like we've kind of been saying, it was just kind of meh. So with that being said, Mac, take it away on the first one. We are a doomed crew, Mr. Clemens, on a doomed ship. We no longer plot our course. That line goes on for several more minutes, but I'm going to cut it off there because I, I think after the preview audiences, they need to tack on a little bit extra there. And just like the movie, it is the movie itself. Like, mm-hmm. it goes on and I'm fine and I'm fine. And then, okay, let's wrap it up because we're actually in a situation here, Captain, Captain, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe we should address that. And oh, God, you're still talking. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, mine is more, it's more what's going on right now, which is I need this world to make sense. And I do. I do need this world and this movie to make sense. I've, I've given up on this movie and the world making sense. That's why I maybe didn't respond to it as much as others did. <laughs> like, we're past that, really. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mac, who definitely has our hat trick today. You got a rule. Yep. Uh, I'll leave at the first sight of dragons. Yeah. Yeah. That one guy had it right. He's like, nah, I'm out, man. Thanks. <laughs> I have seen that before. I'm out. Yeah. He's he lived. Right. Yes, like, he did. I'm not even yeah. sure what that's about, but I don't want any piece of it. Good night. Goodbye. Be sure to tip your weight, Steph. <laughs> is still eating borscht <laughs> yeah. back in the Carpathians. And them Carpathians, they make a good borscht. <laughs> uh, all right. And Mac, um, like it, like everything with this film, like trying to find things was pulling teeth. I, yeah. I mean, he, uh, but Mac has our poll question. Will Universal ever, ever manage to get their monster franchise restarted? They're on, by my count, count three, try three here. There's certainly an attempt to make a larger universe, set up sequels and that sort of thing. Uh, Tom Cruise's The Mummy tried to do the same thing with the dark universe uh, that was not meant to be. And then even before that, Dracula Untold, a movie that is also less ashamed of being a Dracula movie than this one. Uh, Not a great movie, but couldn't say ashamed of Draculosity. Um, (laughs) Also tried to get a, a new uh monsters stable restarted and they just can't quite get even not just a an iron man that they're looking for they're looking for at least a man of steel just to get the ball rolling and can't quite get it going i think it's doable they're picking the wrong films so the dark universe i'm totally fascinated by that oh yeah the mistake was starting with the mummy and no offense to Tom Cruise, but Tom Cruise has baggage on. Okay. No, full offense to Tom Cruise. Yeah. I know. That, and that's fine. But there's a lot of baggage with his association if it's not a Mission Impossible film. Right, right. And you, or Top Gun. Top Gun. To, yeah, Top Gun. If you remember last year, Top Gun saved movies altogether. That's true. It did. It did. And Top Gun was great. Yeah. But. They're picking the wrong film. I think you start with a staple. You start with a Frankenstein. You start with a Dracula. They tried doing it with Wolfman. and Oh, that is that is four tries. Yes, they yeah. tried to make Wolfman about 10 years ago. That's right. And uh, they, 
they went too far from the source material because I'm sorry, I don't need Del Toro and Hopkins wolfing out and having a fight for the third act because then it just makes me giggle because then, you know, their shirts ripping and it's it becomes it becomes chomedy. Start with the Dracula or Frankenstein and that's your foundation and build up. I think. But half of their tries have been Dracula forward and not gotten but not don't, the fire. But don't I'm be. with you. Yeah, but own it, you know, not yeah. camp own it. Like, you know. actually, I don't think there's anything wrong with camp. I think if they really want to start these mute, these, these monster movies, they need to go back to what made these movies so lovable, um, which is just, it's a pure celebration of the monster, right? Don't try to do something intellectual. Don't try to do something elevated. Just lean into the monster and and yes make it something that a modern audience will enjoy you don't want to make it something that a 1920s audience will enjoy make it something a modern audience will enjoy but lean into the monster and yeah go ahead and make it campy we still like campy yeah you know campy still works but yeah just make a good fun movie because that's what those movies were they were fun they were good classic horror and they were fun and that's my opinion and don't be afraid of del toro like i mean universal benicio or guillermo (laughs) (laughs) i was leaning more to guillermo but benicio is is fine too yeah um but because ship of water i mean it's, it's beautiful and it's and it was the whole answer was because universal wouldn't let him make a creature from the black lagoon so he's like, that's fine. Cool, man. I'm going to go over here. And it's, yeah. And make my own creature uh, for the exactly. black lagoon. I just call it something else. Yeah. I'll make my own and I don't care. I'll, I'll take my toys and go. I'm going to have a slightly different answer. Okay. 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 They should stop trying. Oh. Use those properties, but the age of the shared universe multi different franchise mega franchises is over marvel's even having a hard time keeping it up it's not the 2010s anymore every movie can't be the avengers make cheap weird stuff and we will come make like take the right lessons from barbie yes it can be tied to something that is recognizable let a visionary seems like a too strong word but let let an idiosyncratic filmmaker do whatever they want for a hundred million dollars no more stop making 300 million dollar movies because that's not working and then just go if a franchise comes up let it happen organically when they made iron man they said oh yeah maybe we'll do a franchise but it wasn't like okay iron man is the first movie in a 10 year long plan with 30 different films and 90 900 different characters and you all better just get used to it cuz you're going to have to watch them now stop doing that it did it, it's it, you can't recapture that that moment that was not the answer i was expecting but i'm here for it that's yeah. mm-hmm. I, it's, I'm not mad at it. Give weirdos a hundred million dollars and no questions. That's that should be the marching order for Hollywood right now. Well, the marching order for Hollywood right now is pay pay, pay. pay people. I said the hundred million dollars. Like yeah. pay the like yeah 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 yeah. You gotta put the money up. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first on Happy Place? I got a new car. You got a new car? Yeah. 
I traded in my Kia Soul for a Kia Sportage. Nice. Yeah. There was a minute there where like everybody I knew was driving a Kia Soul. Yeah, well now I drive a Kia Sportage. Yeah. Um, I really like Kias. They're they're good little cars. And this one goes zoom. <laughs> the controls, I haven't figured them out yet. And when I thought I had turned the air conditioning down as low as it could go, I had actually turned the heat up as high as it could go. And it was blasting hot air so strongly on my sandaled feet that I almost couldn't put my feet on the pedals. Oh, no. And I was like, there is something wrong with the air conditioning. Fortunately, mm-hmm. I figured it out before I got heat stroke in my brand new car. So now I have a new car and it's pretty. All right. I like it. So the first images and the teaser poster for Mike Flanagan's Fall of the House of Usher was released. And so I'm very excited. And that is my happy place because it's it always feels like fall when Flanagan's miniseries are popping. And Mark Hamill's in it. Yep, Mark oh. Hamill's in it. Is it a series or a movie? I've forgotten. It's a series. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh basically from what I'm what I've read, what I understand, it's not just the fall of the house of the of Usher, but other Poe works as well thrown oh, in. Oh, cool! Oh, so, so it's once again, it's Flanagan doing yeah. horror. I'm, I'm here. You, you don't have to keep twisting my arm, Mike. I'm, I'm coming. You know, <laughs> my, so, my <laughs> just to, to yes and this is not my happy place, yeah. but it does not really fall until we start seeing stuff for a David Gordon Green horror legacy sequel that everybody's going to hate. <laughs> inappropriately so and sure enough excellent exorcist believers trailer was right there for me yep yep <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure what i was seeing i mean i saw it was bloom house until that the music started and i was like oh yeah what are we doing here and they hyped it so well with like the only way you're going to see it first is if you see it with Oppenheimer. And I'm like, well, I'm already going to see Oppenheimer anyway, but now yeah. I'm really going to be paying attention. Uh, <laughs> uh, my happy place is at the at the risk of jinxing myself, but by the time this posts, uh, it will have transpired. Uh, I have a job interview on Tuesday with the Library of Congress. Nice. So we are, yeah, that's why I'm testing out Zoom backgrounds and being like, do I need a trim of the beard? Like, I've been half distracted. Like, yes, the movie's not that much and there wasn't much to talk about. But during the, the, the recording of the podcast, I'm like, yeah, I definitely need a beard trim and probably a haircut. And I think this Zoom background will work. <laughs> I can have so. like a, a tweed jacket on, maybe <laughs> a, a sports coat, which well, yeah. still fits. By the way, I was like, "Oh, I haven't worn this in many a year." <laughs> Fingers crossed. Lots of lots of good vibes and thoughts about that. That's that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for listening. Uh, we are on all the things of social media at the moment. We're uh, still on X uh, at Beyond Cabin. Uh, I refuse. Uh, <laughs> no, Instagram. it's it's Twitter. It's uh, Twitter. It's Twitter. I will not participate in that deception. <laughs> we're we're also on Instagram and Threads at at Beyond Cabin in the Woods. We're also on Blue Sky Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Our webpage beyondthecabinwoods.com. I am on all the things. If you search for at Callista seventy seven, that's me. I am on Blue Sky 
at dragongoblin.com and I am on Instagram at dragongoblin. There's no I in goblin. I am on, there is the husk of a account on what was the, the platform formerly known as Twitter. There is, I am on blue sky at partyapocalypse.bsky.social or .social.bsky. You'll find it. That's why I didn't say all of that because I'm like, yeah. look, there's one. <laughs> yeah, it it's not as insanely complicated as Mastodon, but it has its own little language to it. Uh, also on Spoutable, uh, and there's an account on Instagram, but I don't use it. I especially don't use it now because I worry that if I start getting active on it, I'll accidentally sign up for threads, and I don't. Like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want it. Let's just keep it under control, guys. Uh, this podcast and several other podcasts are coming from PartyApocalypse.com, including... Uh, Disorganized, uh, a Criminal Minds podcast, and The Holodeck is Broken, along with full runs of The Fourth Wall, As the Myth Turns, and Friendables, two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter. Uh, books, blogs, and movie reviews are also on the site. The end. Thank you so much to our editor, Billy, for making us always sound fantastic and professional. We love you, Billy. And thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us if you aren't doing so already smash that like button subscribe button smash that subscribe button click that like yeah and don't read the latin if you do i'm not a a vampire i swear do you know what horror is